Hello, podcast listeners out there. You know what you're tuned into. This is the Feelings First Facts Later podcast with Nathan Mitchell and Christina. Hey. And we are back at it with episode 59. Yes. Yeah, because it can't be 60. It's not 60. And I don't think no, it's 58. No, it's 59. I think it, yeah. it would be 60. It would be. Mm. <sighs> it would have been 60 a long time ago. <laughs> We're doing that. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> you, you petty thing. You. <laughs> but it's episode 59 and this is going to be more of a like fun i guess not really not fun well fun less serious episode where we just talk about the bullshit that's going on around the world and, okay. and try to relate it to relationships maybe somehow Fair some enough. way all right so uh the, the first topic that i want to get into besides the top the conversation we were just talking about which was mm. fake asses and how amazing they are <laughs> especially when they <laughs> couldn't hold bottles and clap very loud <laughs> you know yeah i just watched it for a fourth time in my head i know i'm sure just saying you know <laughs> i don't but, know why i showed it to you because i was like in awe when i saw it i was like wow yeah yeah i'm glad I was you impressed. Did. thank you for sharing you should do that more often because the shit you tried to share with me the other day i was like this is funny to you it was hilarious. Wait, which one was it? It was um, what meme was it? It was a meme where it was a couple of them. Okay, but which there was one, one where it's just about? like what? Oh, about like when he when he was bent over. Yeah. That... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Girl humor. <laughs> Girl humor. All right. So uh, the the first thing that I wanted to talk about is inspired inspired by the Will Smith apology to Chris Rock. However, we're not going to talk about the actual situation between Will Smith and Chris Rock. Everyone's already talked mm -hmm. about it. And I, to be honest with you, I don't really give a shit about right. one man bitch slapping another man and, and you know, the apology or public, apology, <laughs> right, whatever, whatever that came after. Place. It, yeah. it is what it is. But, but yeah. it did inspire me because I, I did start thinking of how, how long is it or how much time goes by? How much time is it that goes by before an apology is not valid, invalid, or too late, or unnecessary, or whatever you want to call it? So I know that this can go any yeah, kind of way, any kind of way because it's, it's subjective, and it depends on the person. It depends on what took place. I know, you know, one topic that came with apologies in. It's not just it didn't didn't really just surface with this situation that took place, the Will Smith and the Chris Rock thing. But I I know that people talk about well, you know your apology has to be as big as or it should be as big as the disrespect. The, the incident, yeah, the disrespect or the incident. So <laughs> yeah. if you did something publicly to someone, mm -hmm. then the appropriate way to apologize should be publicly. Like okay. it shouldn't be behind closed doors. If you which I I. Don't really agree with that. I don't think that's that's necessary. But mm -hmm. I can see in a world of egos and things like that, people might want that. But I'm more interested in to know for for people like what time frame would be inappropriate or unnecessary or unappreciated for when it comes to apologizing to someone. And then I guess you could even go as deep as like. Is an apology really even necessary, and who is it really for? Because sometimes people aren't sorry. So what if you never get an apology? And that's where my mind went to, because you and I we've had these discussions where 
if something happens to me and I don't get a, an apology, especially if I feel like I'm owed an apology or not really old one, but if I expect that person to be more mindful of my feelings and give me an apology, mm-hmm. if I don't get one, my head immediately goes to you're, you're not sorry. So if you're not sorry, then I don't want to hear you make a sound with your mouth just to try to make me happy. Like I would rather an apology be genuine, but if I'm not getting one from you, then that still is upsetting to me and it will make me feel some type of way because then I take it as you don't care enough about my feelings, especially if it's, if it's something that took place where, you know, okay, there was clearly some wrong done on your part. You know, like I would at least would want you to apologize for what you did wrong in that moment, regardless if I triggered that or not. <laughs> Especially, especially if we're living in a world or, or we're navigating in a world together where I would apologize for the things that, that I've done. You see what I'm saying? But then, but then I would feel like an apology after so long, and I, I, don't, I don't know the exact time frame for me, but after so long... Uh, you know what, this is, so I don't know the exact time frame it would be, but I wouldn't, I can tell you when I feel this way, this is when an apology becomes pointless to me. Okay. When I have forgiven you, right, and I have moved on, if I hear I'm sorry or I apologize or anything like that from that person, at that point, you're no longer doing it for me because I've already have forgiven you. I've already moved on. Mm -hmm. So at that point, you may not know it. And maybe you do know it, but you may not know it. But you're doing it for you to make you feel better about you. Because I've already come to whatever, come to Jesus or come to grips or whatever I need to come to. Made your peace with it. Right. I made my peace with it. So now if you feel the need to make your peace with it, and I'm not going to shit on you. Like I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't do anything that wouldn't encourage another apology in the future. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wouldn't be like, nah, it's too late. I don't want to hear about it. I, I. Because <laughs> right. especially if I've already forgiven you, <laughs> right. I don't I don't have those feelings. Like <laughs> right. that that doesn't even exist. You know? Mm-hmm. But um I think at that point, and I would just internalize this, I would I would be listening to you and I would be mm-hmm. receiving it. And I and I might appreciate the gesture, however, it's not it's not for me anymore because I'm I'm already I'm already passed. Yeah, I guess it's just so subjective because then my head goes to we've had these conversations mm-hmm. where you're very mindful of your apologies, like when you give them super, mm-hmm. and I understand why because it's like you need to feel sorry about whatever you're apologizing for it's not just to like smooth things over it has to mean something right. plus and i don't and i don't, I don't no, mean to interrupt but but i just don't want to forget this plus i don't want to abuse the i'm sorry card right because i feel like too if you just hear i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry from someone it's like it doesn't mean shit eventually like, yeah <laughs> right stop being sorry just just, stop yeah up (laughs) right but then i guess where my head goes to is sometimes even though you 
may not have done anything wrong, mm -hmm. it still makes me feel some type of way because we've had these conversations, certain things that are said, mm -hmm. or maybe even certain things that you feel mm -hmm. that bother me or mm -hmm. hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I wish you were sorry just because I feel some type of way. Mm -hmm. So then, but then that's, that's on me though. Right. So I, I struggle with the sorry thing sometimes as far as like how necessary is it if you're the one with hurt feelings that you need to navigate, especially if the other person isn't sorry. Like what difference would it make you telling me sorry if you're not sorry? You know? Yeah. Which I feel like happens probably more often than not. I don't think people are super mindful of their sorries. I, I can agree with that. I well, agree. an example was what you said maybe in the previous episode about the woman wanting an apology for you being late. Yeah, it was feeling like, it was a entitled to ago. it. But yes, mm -hmm. and I think that's a lot of people because right. you hurt, you did something that bothered me, hurt my feelings mm -hmm. that I didn't like. So I don't give a fuck how you feel about it. I want an apology. Well, that that speaks to you don't actually want an apology because you want me to be remorseful. You want an apology because you're trying to get some power back from the situation. Yeah. That's so true so you want me to say the words that you want me to say in that moment because you might feel powerless. Yeah. And so by you you commanding me or demanding me to make this sound with my mouth, even though you know it's not going to be genuine, it doesn't matter to you. You just want power. Yeah. So that's where that was an, another beef that I had with that woman or just or just a beef that I would have with people in general that say, you know, you should you should say sorry. You know, it's they're not they're not asking for you to be apologetic they're not asking for, for you to feel some way they just want that reminds me i was listening to this woman a, a child uh, psychologist and she was saying how we should not encourage children to apologize uh -huh. the way that we do like especially if they took a toy from another kid or hit another kid because kids don't understand what sorry means and so you're training kids from a very early age to just say sorry because you don't even mean it, but you say it and expect people to move on and get over yeah. it. And so how you're training children from very small that sorry doesn't mean shit, even when they're not sorry. And maybe that's why sorry gets thrown around the way that it does, which kind of mm. makes sense. Right. So, so, then, so then I guess more appropriately, you would have to have a conversation with your child. So... If your child took a toy them, hey, from Hey, look at how this person felt when you did yeah. that. How'd that make How'd you that feel? make you feel? Knowing that they felt that way. And then maybe that didn't make me feel shit. Yeah, they're like, wow, <laughs> it's my toy now. And they didn't care. Honest. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, so they don't feel bad. Yeah. And then yeah. just say, you know what? Maybe we just need to be more mindful of other people's feelings. It doesn't necessarily warrant a sorry. True. Now, this is going to be me kind of reneging on some of the things that I've said. But <laughs> I, I do think... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Do it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna. You already be... started it. Uh, you already started. I'm it. sorry. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I'm sorry. I started it. Say <laughs> <laughs> it. Now I need to know what you were gonna say. Okay. So I think. I think. I think when we tell our children to say they're sorry, it's. I think what we're really trying to do is we're we're just trying to teach them how to be polite to people. I think that's what it is. Yeah, so maybe that's not the right thing, though. Not the politeness part, but the use of the word, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Because there's another way where that could go down that's more meaningful and where a real lesson could be learned potentially rather than just say sorry and move on. Nobody learned shit. Mm. And then the other kid feels entitled to the sorry now too. So it goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah. This. And teaching kids from an early age, sometimes motherfuckers are not sorry. Sorry. This is life is rough. Life is rough. Even I got you as a toy, toddler. Yeah, do better. Yeah. Or that people are going to make you feel some type of way and, and not give a is. fuck. Welcome to life. Mm. Right. I mean, that's harsh, but that's real. And then that might cut down on that person later on that never, that, that, that now feels like they have to go on a power trip because they're expecting or sorry. just the victim mindset. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, and feeling like you go around about your life, like you can't move on from things because you've never got an apology. Or your feelings are dependent on how another person feels about what they did to you. All of that, like, you gotta, you know, take your power back. Mm -hmm. Which is where the Bible comes in. Or not just, and I'm, I'm only speaking towards the Bible only because uh, I'm not too familiar with other books of theology, right? Okay. But, you know, forgiveness and forgiving your, your, um, attacker or abuser. Yeah, because it's for you, like essentially. It's for you. It's for you. <clears throat> yeah. Even hearing it or or feeling the need to have to hear it, even though it's a power thing for them, it's something for them. Right. Yeah. So being able to uh take it all in and be able to forgive that person even without them saying sorry, it's just more for your health and stress and just to get it off of you. So now if they say it or they don't say it, it's cool because you're not you're not relying on it relying or, on yeah, it or moving or on has you're not holding that negative energy that. <clears throat> right which is big i i had a uh, incident with my braider today not really an incident but but it's something that she did and she you made a mistake have your beef with your braiders no 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 she this oh. was this wasn't beef <laughs> this wasn't beef. not this time i do though i have braid braider beef this is hairstylist out here today, you know not not the one i currently have she's good to go but uh, i you know it is what it is but um she was parting my hair and as she did it, she dropped the the rat tail comb and then what it's called, the one with the, the knife on the end of it. I didn't know that I'd learned something new. I didn't yeah. know what that was called. I think it's but... called a rat tail comb. Okay. So so she dropped it and as she dropped it, it hit me in the eye. <laughs> Boom. And then it hit the floor. And she was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then I'll go, No, it's it's okay. Don't worry about it. Like I, I wasn't she hurt. She didn't throw it at no, your no, face. No, 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 no. Like, she just, just yeah, she dropped it. Slipped her, you know. And she like sat there and was stunned. Like she didn't go to pick it up right away. She just sat there and she Aww. was like, she, she was like, bad. she did. And then she said to me, I feel so embarrassed right now. Aww. And so in that moment I go, yo, that's, you know, I, and I, I, I wanted to just reassure to her that it, it's no, like, it's okay. Right, right, right. I'm fine. I'm not hurt. I'm not mm -hmm. upset about it. It's okay. Mm -hmm. But she was expressing to me what she was like her real emotion feeling. about it, yeah, right. her raw feelings right. about it. Because at no point will we have ever like we we don't know that, right? It's how someone feels inside is it's it's a us thing. Like this is for us to know. Mm -hmm. And unless we're crying or unless we're, you know, yelling and things like that, people don't know how you're <clears throat> feeling inside. Yeah. Right. And and I couldn't look at her to see if she was turning red because she was embarrassed. Plus, I mean, she's like way on the other end of the brown paper bag. So she's not turning red <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, but but the fact that she 
took the time to say, I'm sorry. And she sat there and then she said, I just feel so embarrassed right now was like, damn, like more people need to be able to, to do that. Right. Like if more people just expressed how they were feeling, mm-hmm. did I say express or is, is, you said express. Okay. All right. <laughs> if more people took the time to express how they're feeling, then I think the world would just obviously the world would just be in a in a better place because people would be able to to <clears throat> handle their emotions in a in a healthier way and then people would be able to understand how that person feels. Like let's say you said something and then or or I said something to you and I'm like, "You know what? I'm I feel this this makes me sad right now." Or I'm this is really making me angry right now, as opposed to ah, you know, or you know, or or pointing a finger back at them like, why'd you say that? You know, and then now now you're on the attack when why'd you say that is my way of saying like, yo, that hurt my feelings what right. you say right now. Yeah. You know? Well, I think like going back to the kid thing, mm-hmm. you you learn those things very early. And they mold how you manage or mismanage your emotions right. and other people's right. emotions. Right. So it's just like, while we don't think it's a big deal, mm-hmm. I think it's the biggest deal to right. start that very young. Like, like putting words to our feelings and it being okay to say that. Right. It's <laughs> Especially if it's something as simple as, you know, you steal a kid's toy and then you pull the kid aside or the kid say, hey, that made me sad. And you find out if your kid doesn't care or not, then you, you know if you got a feature yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer on your hands or not. Or, if it's <laughs> or, you know, just that's an opportunity to learn about empathy. Uh, is that learned or is that? I think so, because we're learning to go without it. These kids don't know that. Okay. I wonder if it's a learned thing, like the actual act of it, or if you just learn what it is. You see what I'm saying? No. Okay, so, and this is this is a, a deeper topic. We're we're not going to go into that because I don't think my question is going to ask. And then maybe I've I've sounded like I'm high right now, but I'm really not high. <laughs> but as I'm thinking about that, it, it is this something that we have in us empathy, right? And you have it. You just don't know what the word is. You don't know how to explain how you're feeling is it something that you have in you so when you learn about it quote unquote you're not actually learning how to harness that and have it you're just discovering what is happening that's already inside of you Hmm. or is it something that we actually learn how to do and if you are learning how to do it, it is it real or is it just something that you're doing like almost like dexter Mm-hmm. remember how Dexter was like he was he lacked empathy but he had to learn how to be empathetic in order to walk amongst society without you know people noticing I that. wonder if it could be both like I wonder if some people are more sensitive just the way we're born our personality like an empath yeah or like maybe ast- not that extreme necessarily mm-hmm. but it's just like maybe more people are just more, yeah more sensitive and others need a little bit more that, you know, certain life situations are good opportunities for them to, like, build that up. To not go over to the other or, side. Or, or exactly, right. Because if or they the do go to the other side, they could give no fucks. Right. 
like my my mother would be a prime example of what like an empath would look like right, right. where she doesn't have to know you if you're within her space yeah and, she feels and all you're in a bad mood things. she feels all of it right and, and that's hard and i wonder because i was thinking about this the other day now uh-huh. that you say that I wonder if people who go to the other extreme are actually really empathic and just because that's so hard to do, to live life like that, you shut it off and you go to the other extreme. Because mm. that's hard. Have you been smoking? <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's... No, because I feel that way. I'm like, I wonder if people are just like, I think of like a... Like a defense mechanism? Yeah. Mm. So it's just like, maybe these people were super sensitive at some point and they just had to shut it off for whatever reason because life happened. It was... And much. then you go to the other extreme where you don't feel shit. Mm. Things that will not be answered here on the feelings first no. facts of the podcast. <laughs> this is definitely not sober thought. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. You, you need to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. We're just, we just want to discuss the monkey shit. Speaking of monkey shit, monkey pox. No, 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 no. I don't want to, to touch on monkey pox, but <clears> I do <throat> want to share how how much society thinks or society is telling us not society would it be society or would it be like the government or whoever maybe okay so the cdc has posted something in regards to monkeypox and Mm -hmm. they're updating it often i would imagine but this was as of last week wednesday or thursday or something like that but the CDC posted something in regards to monkeypox just to kind of like educate people on the spread of it and things like that. And it started off with something that seemed reasonable, you know, talking about the direct contact of it, you know, at, you know, in regards to if you see someone with a rash, scabs or body fluids from a person with monkeypox and, you know, that's how the infection spreads, yada, yada, yada. But then but then it goes down to being it, it gets into details <laughs> about things. So it could have just said hey with intercourse and things like that so now it has broken it down for people like completely barney style to the point where they mention anus in there right and then they put in parentheses butthole <laughs> so have i read good. this to you yet no okay so so after it says direct contact pictures? Hmm? Are there pictures? No, they're not. No, they're not. So it says this direct contact can happen during intimate contact to include oral, anal, and vaginal sex or touching with genitals, in parentheses, penis, testicles, labia, and vagina, or anus, parentheses, butthole of a person with monkeypox. So it's like, okay, people. It's like, in case you don't know what an anus is, it's a butthole. But they already said anal. So it's like, <laughs> do you really have to, like, they triple downed on it, right? Just just in case you weren't getting it, right? So then it goes into hugging, massaging, and kissing. Okay. So it starts off, like, deep. And then it goes, oh, hugging, massaging, but and also, kissing. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> is this because we're skipping all of that and we're going I straight to evidently. butthole stuff? Okay. <laughs> Then it says prolonged face-to-face contact. I don't know exactly what they're talking about when they say that, but prolonged. Just whatever you people are doing out there. <laughs> so it. So before I get to this next part, it did already mention touching objects, fabrics to include clothing, bedding, or towels in surfaces that have been used by someone with monkeypox. 
So they already said that, right? So then you scroll down and just in case you don't understand what they're talking about, it says touching fabrics and objects during sex that were used by a person with monkeypox and that have not been disinfected, such as bedding, towels, fetish gear, and oh. sex toys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that's all that's all I wanted to say about that. I don't I don't want to get into my idea on a monkeypox or, or whatever I, I know or I don't know. All I know is that I've been uh <laughs> so I, <laughs> What? Nathan. So, uh, so, so I'm good to go. I can't say that. I don't think so. No, I don't no. think so. No. All right. Mm. Well, I can say I have I've had my smallpox vax, right? I can say that. And I and I'm only mentioning that because of they're trying to figure out if if you've been vaccinated with smallpox, if you're protected against the monkeypox. When would you get vaccinated from smallpox? So I did it when I was in the service. I don't think I have a smallpox vaccine. So they stopped giving children the vaccine for smallpox back in the seventies. Yeah, so that but up up until the seventies, they used to do it. Yeah, I, I don't. And then once herd immunity and everything kicked in, and smallpox was no longer an issue here in the U.S., uh-huh. then they stopped it. But for people that were born outside of the U.S., uh-huh. if they might mm-hmm. have gotten the smallpox vaccine when they were a child. And people that served in the military, if you were deploying, like when I first went to, when I went to Iraq, when I went on my first deployment, they gave everyone smallpox. That was a, a, a thing. So that was like the rite of passage. Everyone knew you deployed if you had the smallpox vax. If you didn't have the smallpox vaccine, it's like, bitch, you ain't going anywhere. <laughs> At least you ain't going anywhere where you could possibly get smallpox. Yeah. So you weren't really interacting with people. Mm-hmm. But um, so they were just looking at that. So that's the only reason why I, I, I brought that up. yeah yeah we're dumb we're we're getting dumb people Uh, and they know it (laughs) i don't i i don't even know i don't even know what to think about it Mm -hmm. i have no idea so what do you think about (laughs) (laughs) what what do you think about (laughs) lawmakers trying to enforce child support (laughs) <laughs> on fathers of expecting Ugh. children. So because we're we're in this little bubble right now where we're redefining what is a human That's being. Just, no, but it's deeper than that because then we're talking about paternity. Mm-hmm. Like, can we just not? That's what, that is, So, so w- not? when I first heard this, I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make How do you sense. even know if you're the father? Right. Mama, baby, papa, maybe. Yeah, it's it's a thing. It's been a thing forever. Yeah. The mother automatically knows that she's the mom. And we're gonna complicate an already complicated thing. Child support's already a fucking show. This more than likely isn't gonna isn't gonna go through, but it is something that is making the news, and it is something that's being talked about for whatever reason. Whether it's a distraction, if you haven't seen the tinfoil hat that I have back there, uh, if if it isn't a distraction, or if it's something that you know is, I think. Kind of like um, almost like a mockery or like a slap in the face when we're talking about like what is a life, right? Almost like uh, the woman that was in the, um, what was it called? The HOV lane on the highway. I'm listening. She, she was in the HOV lane and she was by herself and she okay. got pulled over. And she said, actually, there are two people in this car. It's me and my baby. If you're considering it a life after six weeks, then Touché. technically. Right. 
And so then, mm-hmm. and this will be nice, and I'm only saying this part will be nice because it will benefit not me, but it could benefit someone in the future or maybe future me. <laughs> but, but they're saying that if you, if we are going to consider that a life already in your stomach, then you should be able to write that off as a tax write-off if you're pregnant with child mm. going into the new year. Then that should be a tax write-off as opposed so before to the baby's born. Right. Because that's a person. And so now we're talking about, well, if we're going to do that, then we should start making fathers pay child support. So it's almost like maybe it's a tongue-in-cheek kind of mockery thing. Because it's like, well, if we're going to do that, then we have to do that. And then they're going to go, no, you can't do that. Okay, well, if we can't do that, then we can't do everything else. This is what happens. These are the unforeseen things that come up. (laughs) Right. Because, yes, like you said, and I will be the first to tell you, child support is not an easy thing to deal with. It's right. a lot of red tape To establish, involved. to all It's all easy to do. Don't get it fucked up. It's easy to establish. It's as easy as... I mean, I guess it depends. Well... Some people got to track motherfuckers down, people not working. So I don't, I don't know well, if I agree with that. If you're, if you're working and your social security number is being, <sighs> <laughs> being taxed, right? And they can find out where you work. Mm-hmm. F- at least the way it works in Florida... It's as simple as a mother saying, this is the father. Right, 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 right. He owes child support. Mm-hmm. They send him a letter in the mail. If he doesn't respond within 90 days, then he gets a, right. a, another letter that says, we are going to withhold income from XYZ place for XYZ dollar amount because you didn't respond in time. And then if you, you want to get it overturned or fixed, and you, you have to sit in front of a judge and figure that out. Yeah. But even with it being as, I don't want to say as simple, because I, I know that there's, there is more to it than just it being as simple as that. And then it just happens in perpetuity, but or not in perpetuity until the, the child is 18 or whatever, you know, it's, it's said. Um, it's still a complicated situation. So to add in another complication of, is this the father? Because then what happens? What happens if, they do that, and then it's not the father, and then boom. Throw the whole thing away. Yeah. Now, I will say this, and this is where this is where some people will say, oh, you're, you know, you're being a conspiracy theorist or you're being, a, you know, a cynic. Uh, well, and I will always be a cynic anytime it comes to my money and, and where my money's going. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I know this. Before I had my uh, income withheld from me, for years, I was able to go online and pay my child support. Like, mm-hmm. they just weren't stripping it from me. They were just allowing me to be responsible and doing it. And I prefer doing it that way just because it was it was a nice thing to do. Why that privilege was taken away from me, that's a whole different discussion. But every time I did it, they charged me, I want to say it was a 5% transaction fee. So it came out to be you know, a, a good amount of money that I had to pay extra that I had just to pay, to pay extra what every you month were supposed just to pay. to pay what I was supposed to pay. <laughs> and it's not like I had any other choice to yeah. do. It's not like I could just write a check or send a money order in order for it to be official. Yeah. I had to go through the Orange County website in order to make a payment. And they taxed me for it, which is crazy. That is fucked up. It's crazy, right? I say all that to say, if they start, if they do it this way, then that's just more time 
that's an extra nine months or, or well, I guess it'll be after six weeks or 10 weeks or whatever this, the mm -hmm. state deems it a human being, but it'll be an extra X amount of months that they can charge you this service fee to bring in all that added revenue. Because if, I mean, if you do the math on it, if there are millions of fathers out there paying child support, and then there are millions of fathers that are out there paying child support and have to pay that extra that, tax. That, yeah, 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 that extra tax. That's a good amount of money that yeah. they get for doing nothing. nothing. Yeah. Because it's just processing a payment that they would have processed anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucked up. And the only way around it would be you just have them withdraw it straight from your paycheck, <laughs> which is, can be a nightmare. Yeah. It could be a logistic nightmare. You know, yeah. and, and I and I, you know, just just to be clear, it's not a nightmare if you have one job and you work 40 hours a week and it, it's just constant every other week. This is what's coming out and it's clean money and there's no, you know, flim flam about it. But where it gets awkward is for people like myself that have multiple jobs, mm -hmm. if you have multiple jobs, then multiple places get yeah, that withholding get order. Mm -hmm. And then when those multiple places get those, that withholding order, company A doesn't know that right. you gave all your money away. So company B, I'm sorry, company A doesn't know that company B took all your money from mm -hmm. you. So then company A tries to take money. Yeah, they don't speak. And then next so, thing, yeah. yeah, they don't speak. So the next thing you know, you're paying <laughs> all, child support yeah. two, three times over. Right. Wear condoms, people. Yeah. Which, which goes into the next topic <laughs> of the whole semen retention thing is now coming back up. I love how you say coming back up like if, as if I knew it was a thing already. I I didn't talk to you about this before. You did, but like I didn't know it was a thing. Like I didn't know it was like a a thing. Yeah. I thought it was like I knew it existed, but I didn't know it was like a movement or like a thing. Right. Well, it 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 it, it was a little movement and I, okay, so I found out about this first because of that No Nut November, <laughs> which I thought was stupid. Why am I going to punish myself? That's the <laughs> craziest thing I've ever heard. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was on board with No Shave November. Cool. I won't shave for a whole month. Yeah. And, you know, see, see, how that, see how that plays out. But No Nut November. But who's extreme. winning with that? Who's winning? Uh, I, I don't know. Why would, why? You know who's winning? All the guys who wouldn't be, be able to yeah, nut. Getting, yeah, yeah, anyway. Right. So now everyone else empowered. gets to suffer with me. Right, right, right. Right. So when I was looking into that, I went down a rabbit hole of groups of men out there mm. that talk about semen retention and how holding it in, retaining your semen, keeping in your energy, yada, yada, yada. Can you explain what that means exactly? Well, it sounds like it's self-explanatory. And I, I, Can you break it down? So from what I understand of okay. it, there are men out there mm -hmm. that abstain from ejaculating, right? So they're not watching pornography. They're not having sex. And if they are doing those things, they are not... Well, I guess you you could still climax without ejaculating. For some men, they could do that, right? Okay. <laughs> yes, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's possible, right? Right. But that takes a lot of control yeah, and understanding. That's like, not like a, a typical thing. thing. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not a typical thing. But, but 
typically it would be not ejaculating and not climaxing, climaxing because for most men, that's they're one and the same. So if right. they are having sex or if they are pleasuring themselves or whatever they're doing, they're so it's like you you hold back in that moment. Like what what is that? I need to like I want to see it in action. What you want to see like? the guy jack off and not complete? Yeah, but like I want to see how that works. How do you hold it back? What do you mean how you hold it back? How you hold it up back? Yeah, if you're about to come, yeah. how do you not come? I do that. <sighs> Never mind. What do you mean? What, what, what are you asking? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think most of the men out there that are participating in the semen retention, they're not participating in the acts. I think it's more of like a strict thing. I think the ones that are having sex... And not so it doesn't come okay, like it goes back where it was supposed to come, or it just never comes out of where it's supposed to come out of. Okay, so if you're asking me, if I'm having sex with you and uh -huh. I'm not ready for sex to end, yes, when I reach that point of uh -huh. hey, I know I'm gonna be at no return, uh-huh, I can feel my body contracting. So you don't allow it to come out no, of where I it's squeeze to it as if okay. as if I'm like trying to hold back your okay, and that I makes squeeze sense. it hard. And then I still get contractions. So I still feel as if I had like a mini climax. Yes, yes. But I, I did okay. not ejaculate. Right, right, And with that, I'm able to stay hard and stay in the game. Yes, yes. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it is possible to do, but it's not something that I'm doing because I'm trying to hold it back because I'm trying to keep it all in to build energy. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down the list of what they say mm -hmm. can happen from keeping your energy in your body and, and retaining your semen, right? I do it because I want to stay in the game and have more sex and then <laughs> ejaculate, you know, when, yeah. when I'm ready, when I'm ready right. to end it. Cause I, I you know, I, I'm taking a nap afterwards. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, but most cases from what I've been seeing with the semen retention is, is men abstaining from sex and abstaining from porn and things like that in order to, I'm going to run on the list. It's a, it's a couple, I want to say it's 14 things. Maybe it's more than 14 things. It's a couple of different things. So one, it's supposed to add more confidence Two, it's supposed to add more energy slash better sleep. Three, more self-control and and by the way, I'm going to go back through the li this list and I'm going to just, I'm going to debate all these things. Okay. <laughs> all right. Four, increased cognition. Five, faster growing hair. Six, deeper voice. Seven, more joy. Eight, improved libido. Nine, nine is stronger immunity. Ten, more attention from women. Eleven, Better workouts, increased muscle growth, 12, more confidence. Oh, they already said that. 13. <laughs> more and more confidence. Yeah, more and more confidence. <laughs> thicker hair. So not only will it grow faster, but it's going to be thicker. Okay. And, th and this is the only one that I think would make sense. Improve sperm quality. I think that would make sense. Why? Not quite if you retain it for a long period of time, like if you're doing it for months, maybe not. But if if I'm not nutting two, three times a day or even once a day, like let's say I nut, <laughs> you know, with every other day oh. or every three days, uh -huh. 
I would imagine that when I do ejaculate, they're going to be bigger loads. So the quality is probably going to be a little bit better and the quantity is going to be better. Okay. Versus if I'm just constantly emptying out the tank, I mean, you're getting like what's been like quickly produced. So this is going into too much detail, but I'm going to do it anyway. Right. <laughs> so I'm sure every guy, well, not every guy has tried this, but I'm sure some guys have tried this. Right. So your body, at least in my experience, your body tries to keep up with whatever load it thinks it's utilizing, right? So if I trick my body, and I've done this before, where I've tricked my body into thinking it needs to produce, 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 right? So if I'm pleasing myself or if I'm with you and I'm nutting two, three times a day, right? And then I stop for a couple of days, now, when I go, it's going to be shooting ropes. It's massive. <laughs> because my body thought that it needed to produce for, yeah. you know, three, like two or three eating. loads. Exactly. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. See, now you get it. Now you get it. Now you get it. So that's but why. I guess my whole thing is it's like when you said quality, I'm like, oh, so it's just like. You're going to have to bleep this out. Like after two or three at the end mm. of the day, it's like ah, sperm. Yeah, that's what that's what I think, too, <laughs> because now you're getting like you're getting like but why? Stuff. Like, is that true? Is that a fact or is that you assuming? I don't know why? if that's a fact, but I would imagine. Watch this. So so if if I don't empty out the tank, where was that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. you're very mindful of your yeah, yeah. fuckery. Yeah, I got it. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with mm -hmm. you. I'm with you. I would imagine that. Yes. If I, I would definitely want to get you pregnant with my first load of the day. I wouldn't want it to be the second load of the day because I feel like that would Even be like what was ever day? left. Because I would feel like that was what was how, left how behind. How often is that? How how long is sperm sitting I, there? Listen, I, See, I think you don't know what you're talking about. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about about how long sperm sits there. But I'm saying I do believe that not if you have it sitting there prolonged. I could see like the Maybe just the stronger or more because there's more there, but mm -hmm. I don't necessarily know if the whole like quality is affected by how many times you nut in a day. Well, you missed a part where I said that I don't think that it would improve quality if you held it in for a prolonged period of time. Right, right, right. Okay. I think the quality would be there if if I showed my body that I needed in a good amount of load and then I let it rest for a couple of days and then I then I shot off. <laughs> then I think you're gonna get the numbers and you're probably gonna get quality because it's there. <laughs> but I think that the reverse of that would be if you make your body think that no loads are going out, then it ain't producing nothing. And so then when it does, it's probably gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a little squirt or it's gonna be like, <laughs> oh, oh, this is what we're supposed to do. <laughs> but my guys are like, we need to get to the prize. Cause this guy is out there slaying. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I imagine he's working. Right. I imagine it's like someone's hyping him up. Yo, it's your time. Get ready. You know what I'm saying? This is the moment we've been waiting for. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but again, if you want, this, this should be a disclaimer. If you want facts on semen and how semen works and even where babies are made, this is not a <laughs> right. podcast for you. No, absolutely not. <laughs> No okay. facts. Now I'm going to go down this list and I'm going to say why I think all this is bullshit. Okay. More confidence. Bullshit. I get more confidence and every man that I've ever known gets more confidence the more women that they're with. <laughs> they're certainly not becoming more confident with less action. 
They're certainly not. And on top of that, even the confidence to perform, I feel way more confidence about my level of performance if I unload the chamber first. Because then now I don't feel like I'm going in hot and this could just pop off any moment. Yeah. But for both of those reasons alone, I don't think there's any way that you holding back your semen is going to provide you with more confidence. Because the most confident men that I know out there, as far as when it comes to, you know. I wonder if the they whole... mean more confidence because like you can do, like you've trained your body to hold it back so that way you're not going in there. But to your point, I guess if you let one off before you go in there to begin with, then you wouldn't maybe have that problem. So I don't know. And that's and that's if we're talking about men that are called it's called uh, uh, damn it. What's what's the word edging? So that's that's I don't think the semen retention guys are. It doesn't mean that they have to practice edging and practice practicing edging is when you masturbate or you have sex with someone and you get to that point of no return mm -hmm. and you learn how to hold it. You learn how mm -hmm. to control it. I don't think that these guys are doing that. I that think some of these guys are just question. abstaining from everything. Right. Because then it's like, I guess my whole thing was like, define retention. Are we saying what you're talking about, which to me sounds like retention, or not even going there with your body, which is what you're thinking. The bulk of these guys are not going there with their body. They're okay. abstaining from so pornography. That, They're abstaining retention? from sex. Well, that's retention because okay. you're you're retaining semen in one, in one way or another. Okay. Right. So I don't think that that's going to provide any more confidence. I, I, I call bullshit on that. Okay. More energy, better sleep. There's the best sleep in the world comes after you've known. <laughs> Come on. And I think men and women can, can attest to that. I don't know. I get energized. Well, that's because you steal my energy, which is why <laughs> these men want steal to. Steal your, you give it to me. I don't steal it. You see? <laughs> what? And, and what you know what? Matter? You, you know what the fucked up part is? Is that what? these dudes out here, and, and you're proving them right right now. <laughs> these dudes out here are talking about how women steal the energy from men. You just men. said steal. I said you gift it to me. Okay. Well, I, what if I wanted to keep the energy and I wanted to just, to, just to, you know, shoot off? You, what do you, you mean? You siphoned it from me. <laughs> I highly doubt that. Well, and, and that's all in tongue in cheek. I don't believe that it gives you any energy because I'll tell you this. I have leaning itself bubbles inside of you and you still can't open up a water bottle. So there's that. <laughs> I'm just saying you make fun of me because this is like after we have sex, you go to sleep and then I'm ready to like online shop or something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, I mean, you know, we don't have to talk about that here. <laughs> So, so I'm, I'm arguing the, uh, the, maybe the more energy part, like if you need more energy throughout the day to get things done, maybe you shouldn't unload. But I, I even call that bullshit because I feel like I, if, if I wake up in the morning and I unload then I'm, I'm good to go. Like, I don't, I don't feel tired in the morning. Yeah, I'm yeah. just tired at night because we're having sex at night. Well, and that's also you. What? Because you're, you get up so early so it's like yeah, regret. Yeah. there hits there's a yeah. point in the night where sex right. or night you're gonna go to fucking sleep because you're tired 100 percent. but but if i wake up at five o'clock in the morning and then i let go at 10 30 at night i'm going to sleep right and i'm gonna have good sleep so that better sleep part nah not believing it more self-control i don't know about that one 
Now, the only thing that I think you can make an argument about self-control is that you're not giving into your urges of, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to watch pornography or sleep with women. I, I, I'd argue that you, it's probably not self-control. It's just you don't have a choice because <laughs> right. you're not, you know, because I would imagine yeah. that these guys There's don't have. There's nothing to control. These guys don't have girlfriends yeah. or wives. There's no way. And if they do have girlfriends or wives, their girlfriends or wives don't want to fuck them. Right. Because what, what if I came to you and I said, hey, look, babe, I'm going to do this. Well, it even you. offends me when you don't nut. So, so what I'm saying, but the, so the whole no nut November, I'm like, who's winning? Like, Well, I've never, never not nut in November. No, but I'm just saying oh. when, you, when you don't <laughs> do it, when I want you to do it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like. Well, because I want to keep going. I know, but I know. that's what I'm saying. It. That it's right, just right. like, I don't know who, who takes pleasure in that. Right. Because I think women would even want that satisfaction too. So Right. I'm only going to give the self-control kudos to the guys out there that that get pussy thrown at them and go, you know what? I'm going to do this thing for two, three months, and I'm not going to give into that. Yeah. But even then, the other aspect of life and self-control, I feel like, again, when I unleash in the morning and I just let everything go, I'm focused because I'm not thinking about that tribal, like those tribal drums are beating in my head while I'm thinking about, you know, whatever. Like I'm, I'm less horny. I'm less, you know, yeah. filled with, you know, even though I know I'm still testosterone hasn't changed, but I'm, I'm less primal, mm-hmm. right? Um, increased cognition, kind of the same thing. I, I feel like if I get that out of me, then now I get to focus on the day. I don't have to worry about <laughs> right. anything else, right? And, and it, even if it's not in the morning, I remember just being single and not laying up with a woman, like and wanting to be with a woman. I was only think I was going. Girl crazy. Yeah. I was just thinking about women, you know, like what's the next time I'm going to be with one, you know, but then when I'm, I'm good to go, then I'm, I'm not thinking about that shit because yeah. I, I've, I have that already handled. You see what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm good to go. And, but I guess I wonder if that has to do, if that's personal too, because like you're used to being with women. What about these men to your point who don't get women? So that's why it's easy for them to feel that way, I guess, is what you're saying. Well, after I get through this list, I want to talk about black pilling, which is kind of what we've been saying this whole time. Okay. Really we can pause. Yeah, go. Okay. Yeah. All right. And we're back from a pee break. <laughs> All right. So the next two, I, I think they're bullshit, but even though I think they're bullshit, these two can easily be proven by studies which wouldn't be hard to do okay because they're saying that you would get faster hair growth and then we'll tie in the other one thicker hair growth Mm -hmm. and you'll get a deeper voice if you hold in your semen i think it's horseshit but again these are some this is something that can easily be tested because the rest of them is subjective Mm -hmm. like do you feel more confident do you feel this like how how do you how do you measure that but you can measure hair growth and you can measure the, the frequency of your voice by the decibels and things like that. So, but even then, could you attribute it to that necessarily? Uh, if no other factors have changed, guess, then yeah, that would be tough. So I don't. That'd know. be I tough. Bullshit on that too. But you, but you know, but we do that with other things, mm-hmm. right? So then you could go down that rabbit hole with, with every other test yeah. and measures. But yeah. sure, fine, whatever. <laughs> More joy. <laughs> that <laughs> your one. face. Because that's crazy. <laughs> Imagine how much joy you get jerking off and getting to the end of it. There's so much joy in that. Unless you're jerking off to something that you regret, and then at the end of it, there's like a little shame involved. But, <laughs> but still joy. That's joyful. <laughs> getting, having sex, 
sleeping with a man or a woman, whatever you're into, <laughs> that is joyful. Yeah. What? You get more joy by not having an orgasm. The thing that's like pure joy by definition, the release of what? <laughs> right. Everything, dopamine, all, 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 the, the, yeah. all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Improve libido. You clearly have no libido. <laughs> I have the improved libido. If I'm, you know, banging them out, you know, a couple of times a day, a couple of times a week or, or, you know, whatever. If I'm not doing any of it, that's no libido. Yeah. And that can't be good. What are you talking yeah. about? Maybe, maybe when you finally do get it, you're so excited that it seems like my libido's to the roof. No, it's yeah, because you're starving. You even say, yeah, that was what gonna we, say. What? Yeah. What are you? What are you saying right now? Mm -hmm. Stronger immunity. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> where Where does this come from? From these black pill fucks out here. That that's I, and we're gonna get into that. Okay. We're gonna get into that, which we've already been kind of getting into. But you know, it's just coming from people that want to get people on board with whatever they're forced to be on board with. D did sounds I say like, that right? Yeah, I mean, sounds like a lot of what's going on in the world right now. More attention from women. Fellas, let me tell you something. <laughs> I have never in my life received more attention from women. I'm looking at this camera. I'm looking at the wrong one. I have never in my life received more attention from women than when I was with a woman. <laughs> there is something that is inside of women yeah, they where they it. know that mm -hmm. you are not doing anything mm -hmm. with another woman. No, mm -hmm. nothing has changed about me, nothing about my look, yeah. not how I carry myself. Um, because I'm, I've never been a desperate guy, so it's not like they smelt desperation on me or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> But never in my life have I received more attention from women than when I have had a woman. I could see that. I, 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 I don't know what it is. I think you all know what it is. Like, you know, when a man is unavailable, yeah. it's something maybe, maybe, maybe they smell pussy on me. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> they smell another woman. So it's like, oh, I want to see if that, I that reminds me of something I want to talk about when we're done talking about this. About how I, how I like. Smelling pussy on okay. people. <laughs> You smell pussy on another dude? Okay. So I say all that to say, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. I don't think that women are more drawn to you because you're essentially feckless to them. I think they sense that. They understand that you're not being used. You're not useful. <laughs> you know, and it, 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 I hate to say it, but it, it's a, it's an, any guy out there can attest. Yeah. The minute, the minute you start getting serious or you start speaking to someone, Everybody you ever wish that would have said something <laughs> right, to it's you. Like, hey. Now it's now it, it, I'm t and they don't even know. They don't know, <laughs> right. but somehow they do. But somehow they do. So there's that. There's there's my opinion on that. Better workouts increase muscle growth. Ah, uh, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, this this could be something that's measured. So I'm gonna call bullshit. But again, this is something that can be measured by studies. Right. Easy. Easy day. Uh, and then, yeah, we, we did the, the improved sperm quality, but what, what's, what's happening is, you know, about the whole red pilling and things like that when it comes to women. So the whole, and, and we've talked about this, but you, you just weren't aware of where it was coming from clearly, but the whole red pill mentality 
is that um, that high value male mentality that's been out there, that alpha male okay. mentality. Why is that called that? It's because you're now being red pilled and and you're you're now your eyes are open and you're oh, okay, seeing. okay, okay. So it's you know it's like the matrix, okay, right? Got it, so got every it. everything that has to do with being woke and being awakened has to do with being red pilled. I see. Okay. So when it comes to dating women, the idea of being red pilled was uh, women ain't shit. You know, you have to put them in their place. You're the prize. You have to. So it was that that alpha male kind of thing or that high value male, but to an extreme where you were having to kind of degrade women. Yeah, misguided alpha. It was it was misguided. Exactly. misguided. So it's not it's not completely. I don't want to say that Mm -hmm. everything in it isn't right, Mm -hmm. but but there are some aspects of it that just are not right because it has to do with using women and and just kind of. Not really treating them the, the best all the time. Okay. But supposedly they prefer it that way, which is, and sometimes they do. So these males out here that do go down the, the red pill route, they typically, or sometimes, or, or at least they say they get success in it. Who, who really fucking knows, mm-hmm. right? They get success in it because of the things that they do. But who, who knows? I'm not going to go down that, down that rabbit hole. But the black pilling is men out there that have turned their backs to dating women entirely and entirely. Right. So they're not gay or anything like that. They still like the idea of women. However, they have decided that women are a waste of time because of how society has changed them and the roles that they now play in society. And that these males are not going to waste their time dating women anymore they have completely turned their backs on them and so now these men find uh, fellowship amongst each other and they're not having fun like having elephant parades and things like that (laughs) but but uh they just basically bash women and they support the idea that hey we're all single men and we're going to be single men to the point where if it looks like one of them is getting too much attention or giving too much attention for a woman they they outcast them you're out so i bring that up to tie it all back into this whole semen retention thing is it just kind of goes into this this loser mentality that we see is now able to grow amongst people and not just this not just with sex but with anything like when you can't have something then instead of looking at yourself and figuring out what's wrong and how I can improve myself and yada, 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 you blame everything else mm-hmm. around you. And then you find other people with that, that like-mindedness and then you all just sit in it and being it together. So I think a lot of this semen retention stuff is coming from a place and clearly the black pill shit is coming from a place of males that, are having a hard time being with women. So for whatever reason. For whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And more than likely it's them. Something that that they're doing wrong. Right? And so they've adopted this mindset of, hey, how about we just It just sounds dangerous for men. Sounds like how mass shooters are born. Well and well and you you know my take on it. I always say like I don't m- m- a bunch of virgins should not be teaming up together. <laughs> yeah, adult virgins good's should not be teaming up together. It's only bad news. It's only dumb things are going to happen. Adult like, male virgins. Right. In, in my experience, all the all the men and all the males that I know 
they function in life a lot better when they at least maybe not necessarily have a, a serious relationship, but they at least have women around them that can that can entertain them and, you know, mm. fuck them every now and again or, or whatever it may be just to, you know, keep them keep them grounded, yeah, keep them grounded. <laughs> you put a bunch of dudes together that that aren't doing especially dudes that have beef with. 50% of the population. Yeah, that's yeah, it's a bad idea. And now you're talking about they have beef Fuck with them. 50% of yeah. the population and they have balls full of semen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it, it's dangerous. But just that that mind state alone even with anything is dangerous because it, again, it creates a space where you don't have to be held accountable for anything. You know, it, we we see this with people that um we see this with people that can't lose weight, right? Mm -hmm. Or or not that they can't lose weight, but they refuse to lose weight. So they develop this body positivity community where we're all, you know, out of shape or, you know, quote unquote unhealthy. They'll say they're they're healthy, but we're quote unquote unhealthy. But instead of putting in the hard work it takes to get to the point where you can actually feel good about, you know, everything in life to include being healthier, Right. right? Instead of doing that, then you just find this group of people that agree with you and that anyone that that disagrees with you, they're the enemy. Or, or for instance, when we see like a celebrity lose weight, you see that celebrity getting, you know, bashed mm-hmm. by that community. Like you're shaming us and you're, you were never with us to begin with, da, 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 da. Yeah. Because then it shows you everything that you could have done that you didn't do. Or, and are choosing not to. And are choosing not yeah. to do, right? So, so just like these males out here that are choosing not to take the time to figure out. That's why I say. Oh, yeah. That's why I said males. I didn't say men. Yeah. Right. They're they're taking the, they're not taking the time to figure out what's going on with them and why they're having a hard time with women. Right. They're choosing to blame the women. Blame the women. Group up together and then. <laughs> Hey, let's convince the world that we're this is a good this. thing and that we're black pilled and we see something that you don't see because you don't see that women are a lost cause mm-hmm. and that, you know, they're the problem with society. Yeah. Like you don't see that, but we see it and we're banding together. Oh, and by the way, and maybe not all black pill men do this. I don't know, but oh, and by the way, uh, you're missing out on all the benefits of nutting or not nutting. <laughs> not nutting. Right? <laughs> because I'm stronger, more confident. Right. And, and my believe it or not, thicker. more women want me <laughs> yeah. than than they will ever want you. But you don't know it yet because you're out there, you know, living your best of, life. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say too, like, what if your body just does it, like do it on its own, like release? Mine does. <laughs> I've said this here a couple of times on the podcast. I I have wet dreams. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I. If if I if I am not meeting my body's like need to release, <laughs> I will wake up with sticky draws. It's a done deal. <laughs> and now I got to figure out a way. And I'm telling you, when this happens, I had to figure out a way of how to get out of bed and get new underwear without you waking up and noticing. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Does that happen often? Uh, s- since we've been together, uh, maybe two or three times. Okay. But when I was single, oh yeah, yeah. If I if I had a drought, like if I went a week without sex, oh yeah. <laughs> just done. And it wasn't even like a non-masturbation thing. Like, cause I'll still masturbate. And it would just be I needed 
So, because I'm having, you know, something's going on in my dream, clearly. Like, mm. I'm not just, you know, okay. I'm not beating off in my dream, you know? <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. It's just, it's just a scary thing that, that we live in this, in this world now where, you know, it, like I was telling you today, with, there's a yin and a yang to everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, something as positive as as the internet can be used in this way where it just allows these i'll just call them negative people or or lazy people or losers to find community amongst one another right and i think that well i think that we're just going to see more and more of this supported loser mentality because now you don't have to worry about how hard it will be to find people amongst your radius that yeah. thinks like you. Right, you right, can right. easily just find a form of people with, with the click <sighs> of a button of people that think like you. And then it just handicaps you from being the best version that you can be in any aspect. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily just have to be tied to getting women or, or you know, weight loss and things like that. We just use that as an example. Right. And just because of that, shutting you out of the experiences that you could have if you were out there actually interacting <laughs> with people versus Correct. being online. Correct. Oh, God. I feel sorry for our children. Well, well, before we get out of here, you're going to tell me a story about smelling oh, vaginal somebody. about secretions. Mm-hmm. So I, I came across something, and I think I'm saying this right. It's called vabbing. Have you heard of it? Vabbing. Yes. So it's the act of taking one's vaginal secretions and using it as perfume. (laughs) So apparently women are doing this. So like you put it (laughs) on your like erogenous zones, like Uh you put perfume. Yeah, yeah. Before you go out Uh or if you're trying to meet men. And supposedly like the pheromones in your vaginal secretions like makes you more attractive to men. And women are like swearing by it. Yeah. But then I'm like, that also makes me think of like, what type of women are feeling the need to do this? Well, probably unattractive women. <laughs> Maybe. Probably unattractive women. There's supposedly there's like TikToks about it, but I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with TikTok. So I would have to see which women are actually talking, what they look like, mm-hmm. what they're, you know. But yeah, men are too visual to fall for that. Like, okay, so. As much as I talk about my animal brain and and how, you know, how I could get primal with smells, you know, where I had a problem with when I had a roommate, not that I necessarily had a problem with the roommate, but I had a problem with walking into my home and smelling another man. Like it made me angry. <laughs> and maybe I'm just a psychopath and I don't know it, but it legit, it made me angry. And I had to 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 remind myself that, oh, no one's intruding. Like I've I yeah. welcomed here, I welcomed him to this space. But it but it made me want to like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, because I I just didn't like it. So I could see a world where maybe I, and I, clearly I'm probably not going to smell the pheromones and be like smells like pussy, right? <laughs> but it'll probably be something that's attacking my 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 animal brain and yeah, me, I could see that you know want to go. But I do think that the the one component it wouldn't be blinding. Missed, I don't think no. Well, what like the smell like for you? Like it's not like <laughs> if somebody was vabbing. 
it like, and if you wouldn't normally be attracted to this person, now you might be. Okay. So, so the point that I was going to make, and I'm going to get back to that. So the point that I was going to make was men are too visual for that. Mm -hmm. So if we're not attracted to you visually, mm -hmm. we're, we're not just going to now be attracted to you because well, you are now saying. laying off pheromones, right? Yeah. Now, would we still want to fuck you? Yeah, but we would have wanted to do that before Regardless. the vabbing. So it's not because right, right, you right. vabbed. It's because guys like me, if the offer is easy enough or sweet enough, then I don't, I don't necessarily have to be attracted to you to fuck you. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Right. But it doesn't mean that we're going to make anything out of it. Like, it just might <laughs> yeah. be uh, like, yeah, I got nothing going on at 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, whatever. <laughs> you want to just you know do this and then go? All right, fine. We could do this and then you go. <laughs> but you didn't have to vab to do that. Right. But I don't know. What do I know? I'm just a nigga from Cleveland. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it, that's definitely unattractive women. Because... Typically, attractive women, they're trying to do everything to not get attention from men. Right. They don't need any more. Right. Another added layer of a reason to draw more attention. Right. Right. They're trying to get rid of it. It's like the... <laughs> it's, like, it's like the women that come to the gym with, uh, you know, those... Why, why, why can't I think right now? Not stretchy pants. What are they called? Stretchy pants? Tights? Leggings? Leggings. There it is. The leggings. But they still wear the leggings that hike the ass up, mm -hmm. which it seems like all leggings are just coming that way now. <laughs> right. But then they will wear a hoodie over their... Did I hoodie that? <laughs> they will wear a hoodie over their ass. Like they'll wrap the hoodie around. How do you know what the leggings look like underneath? Well, beca well because, I mean, you see it like... You know what's underneath there. Mm. Like I, I, you can see what's what they're trying to hide. Too much attention. No, 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 sir. no. I say all that to say, I find it hilarious that that there's like that 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 juxtaposition of uh, uh, wanting to yeah. extenuate your ass, but then, then hiding it. You want to to hide it, <laughs> or maybe they're getting that. Because then men are like, oh, what's under there? Ugh. Like you just did. No, I don't I don't ask what's <laughs> under there. I know what's under there. And then I go, well, what the, why the fuck did you put that on? You didn't have to put that on. <sighs> That's what I'm saying. This is why I don't go to the gym with you. I'm, I'm never rude around you looking at women. Don't, don't do that. Don't act like that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. On the next episode of the Feelings First Facts Later podcast, we talk about how Christina puts on makeup and uses banaca before she goes to the gym. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, you ready to get out of here? Mm -hmm. All right. If you made it this far, we appreciate you. This has been a not-so-serious episode of the Feelings First Facts Later podcast. And if we offended you, then it's probably because you need to go jerk <laughs> off or go be with a woman. <laughs> So there's that. <laughs> but but either way, we appreciate your time and attention. This has been another episode of the podcast where we saying shit, but we ain't saying shit. <laughs> I go by the name Nathan Mitchell, and I did this with none other than Christina. Bye. Peace. Bye-bye, bye, bye, bye.